Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 537 and Foghat on Rock 102. Get ready for two beauties. Uh, partly sunny today, a high of 73. Partly sunny tomorrow, a high of 74. It's got a long way to go to get there because it's only uh, 51 right now, but it's going to be a beautiful couple of days. Uh, and one of the reasons was because Bax isn't here. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, you see what I did? Yes, what you did was be a bully. I, I am a bully. You are a big I'm, bully. I'm kind of proud of it, though. Well, you shouldn't be. Being a bully is nothing to be proud of. It doesn't get girls. It doesn't get jobs. Yeah, it gets yes, laughs, though. It does, uh, get, it does laughs. get laughs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, got, uh, we got Dave Coombs in the studio with us this morning, too. From Laser 99. I don't believe you. And some 98.5 station. I don't believe you. Why? Because I don't hear him. Well, he's not here. Oh, I see. He's not Physically, here, he's in the here. building. Yeah, I yeah. gotcha. All right. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff. I hope not. It's uh, 539 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Ram Jam on Rock 102. Uh, what? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I am. I was talking to Dave. Uh, he's not here. No, oh, he, he just walked in the studio, and he Hello. came down to my studio. Oh, yeah. Was he trying? Were you trying to go in down in that studio and no. hang out in there? I was just saying hi. That's oh. it. But uh, he said it without a mask. I was saying hi. Oh, well, well he wasn't here you wearing go. Wearing a mask though. Oh, you weren't wearing a mask, and I wasn't wearing a mask. Well, that can't be good. And he was. Who wasn't wearing a mask? You or me? You came down to say hi. Neither one of us are wearing masks. We're both. We were both screaming like we were at a Pats game <laughs> and uh, spit going all over the place. Hey, I, I've been vaccinated. I, I got both my shots, although now they're talking about, what, we got to get mix and match booster shots now? Is that the deal? Well, I mean, I've, I've gotten uh, not only vaccinated but the booster, but there's still breakthrough. Uh, I mean, Colin Powell was all vaccinated and I know. he died. I know. Yeah. You can't be screaming in the studio like that. <laughs> Why is there any screaming going on to begin with? It, we need, we're both older, and uh, our hearing is going. That's true. Well, this should be an interesting show today, shouldn't it? Steve and the old guys coming up on Rock yeah. 102. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by uh, 413 Protein. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, uh, call 413 Protein in Springfield today. How about some Hollywood Trash on yeah. Rock 102? Uh Remember we talked about Kate Beckinsale being in the hospital last month, and we don't know we didn't know why or care a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Well, she's hot. We we well, care about hot chicks. Uh, uh, she revealed the cause of the ER visit last month. She threw her back out trying to put on a pair of leggings in her hotel room. What was she trying to put them on? Uh, I guess her legs, and she fell over, twisted uh, her back, and uh, that was oh, it. She fell over. Yeah. I, I hate s- when that happens. By the way. I am at a point now, uh, speaking of the aging thing, where um, uh, putting on uh, underwear, pants, um, requires sitting down. Yeah, I can still do the one-legged hop. Yeah, I really can't unless I'm against a wall. I've I've got bad balance. Yeah, me. well, I do too, but I can I can hold it up just enough to get the pant leg on. And I do it uh, in my um, workout room on this four-inch wide beam I have. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, on yeah. the balance yeah. beam. Yeah, exactly. Who can't balance himself. <laughs> yeah. Somebody ought to shoot video of that. Mm. Uh, Adrian Holmes plays Uncle Phil in the upcoming Fresh Prince reboot, and on Monday he was involved in a fatal traffic accident. Oh, Holmes boy. was driving near... He was killed? No, he was not. Oh. Uh, Holmes was driving near Sunset Boulevard in downtown L.A. Monday evening. 
when he hit a guy who was just lying in the road. Oh, boy. The just car- lying in the road. Yeah, the car behind uh, also hit the guy who was pushed into the next lane where he was hit again. Oy. Now, the man died from his injuries, but they're not saying whether the injuries were from the, the first- impact of the first car or the third car. There was three of them now? You didn't yeah. say there were three. He hit one. Somebody behind him hit the guy, and then the guy got pushed into another lane, and another car got hit. Uh, another car hit him while he was laying there. But he might have been dead before the car even hit him to begin with. The first car. Yeah. Well, if that you, would be interesting. It's, it's kind of like a firing squad where, where they don't tell you. You know, they yeah. not, not everyone gets the bullets, right? One one person doesn't get. It's either one person doesn't get a bullet or nobody gets it except one. So in this case, you don't know which one actually killed him. Uh, apparently, this was all just a crazy accident. As far as police know, none of the drivers were under the influence. What police don't know is why the man was even there in the road to begin with. And it would be interesting to find out whether he was dead before he was hit. Yes. Because then everybody's, like, scot-free. <laughs> then true. he was just it becomes a speed bump. That happened in Springfield years ago, didn't it? Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a body in a bag lying on the road. I don't remember the bag part, but I do remember a body uh, lying in the road and somebody hitting it. That's crazy. Yeah. Sure. There's a new podcast about Victoria's Secret called Fallen Angel, which does me no good since I can't see anything that's going on. Yeah, no, a podcast is not going to not gonna give you the kind of stuff that Victoria's Secret was known for. Well, they investigate what they call the, quote, very sinister ecosystem of the company, particularly uh, founder Les Wexner's connection to Jeffrey Epstein. Ooh. The podcast also talks to Victoria's Secret models about what they went through during their time with the company, like Erin Heatherton, who turned to drugs after she turned 25 and realized she was getting, quote, just a little bigger. She says, quote, I went to see this nutritionist who started me on this diet pill called Fentermine, which my therapist later called bathwater meth. Oh. I like that word better, that yeah. term better, bathwater meth. I was just like, let me Lance Armstrong this because I'm renovating my condo. I can't lose my job now. Fentermine is an amphetamine, huh? Let me Lance Armstrong this? Yeah, she was trying to lose weight. Yeah. And it was actually making her gain weight. Oh, God. Yeah. So the she just wanted opposite. to get through. Yeah. It suppresses your appetite, but it also increases your heart rate and blood pressure, too. It's like me taking chemo pills and then getting cancer from them. <laughs> yeah. that's That would be weird. I would probably stop buying them. Well, no. Yeah. If that's... they gave me cancer, of course I would. Especially if it wasn't listed on the side effects. Right, though. exactly. Harry Styles has a cameo in The Eternals as Eros. He's the brother of Thanos, but they're, not, uh, but they're nothing alike. Uh, Eros is a good guy, and his powers include being able to stimulate people's pleasure centers. Oh, All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of which, you hear the controversy over his hit tune, Watermelon Sugar? Uh, yeah, it's about, uh, you know, yeah. going downtown. The female orgasm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Only you can at, least, at least you can find a watermelon. Yeah. You can find Harry <laughs> Styles better than you can find what he's talking rather, about in his song. Rather find Julia Styles. Um. Yeah, she's not bad looking either. Mm-mm. Whatever happened to her? I don't know. She's in that one dance movie, right? What was that dance movie? Flash dance? No, 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 Footloose. no, no. no. Uh, Later than that. in the rain. It was uh, <laughs> dance like your Julia Stiles. Yeah, 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 that's the name of the movie was. Megan McCain says the View was a toxic environment where she felt ganged up on for being the only Republican. The thing that finally convinced her to leave was when she returned from maternity leave and Joy Behar made a nasty comment about not missing her. Oh, boy. Oof. I mean, woof. 
Steve uh, Wolf. Uh, it's rare. Uh-huh. Um, but don't uh, you, after working with these people for so long, you kind of get on each other's nerves. I and, wouldn't know anything about that. And that's kind of like part of the show. Nah. I well, I don't like her because she doesn't like what I like. No, never, never even considered that possibility. Really? Yeah. Yeah, not once. In, I just, you know, I just uh, get along and go along, man. In 26 years, you never mm. felt that way mm. once. Nope. I'm just <laughs> live and let live. All right. Adele's choice for her last meal ever is McDonald's. Obviously. She likes to get chicken McNuggets, a Big Mac, and fries. At the same time. Yes. She said she eats it at least once a week. Yep. I saw a picture of her the other day because uh, I guess there was some kind of she did some kind of a, I think it was a radio interview, actually, where she talked about having an F buddy, and uh, they had a picture of her, and mm-hmm. I thought, jeez, that would take at least two F buddies. Well, she, didn't she lose a lot of weight? Yeah. Uh, did she gain the weight back? Because I thought she went through this dramatic yeah. weight loss. Thing. I don't know how old the picture was. Then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, look, look up an uh, updated uh, weight loss photo for yeah. Adele and see what you come up with. Because if you're going to be an F buddy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, unless they're well matched, maybe, you know. Yeah, he could be too. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Shaq and Charles Barkley had a bit of a tiff when Shaq uh, said he's a better center than Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> and that didn't sit well with Charles Barkley, he's like, "Oh, you're not better than Wilt. Stop it. You're already getting petty." Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, Shaq was like, "Yeah, I'm better than Wilt. I'd bust Wilt's ass. Hell yeah." Shaq said that. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Wow. Well, good for him, huh? Yeah. Yes. Well, well, you seem so disinterested. I, I don't care for basketball. Well, it's or it's, all those who play it, but it's a or t- anybody who watches but it. But it's not a sports sporting event; it's just a TV show. Uh, no, yeah, but it's about their it's about their sports athleticism and basketball. I just yeah. And the Celtics open tonight, by the way, against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. See, couldn't, couldn't care less. Yeah, see, <laughs> uh, now I can scratch that off of the list of things we can talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah, you matter to your family, to your neighbors. To us. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Aerosmith on Rock 102. Ugh, I don't know why she felt the need to do this, what? but uh, Kelly Clarkson on uh, 22 Kelly News. Kelly Reardon. Huh? Kelly Reardon. Just showed us uh, 62 days until winter. Yeah. Why Why you got to tell us that? I mean, I know winter's coming. I don't need to know when. I like to be surprised. Well, look, uh, she's uh, she's doing her job over there. No, not very well. Uh, she's she's telling you that in sixty-two days winter will be here, and so I, you better prepare. And I and I will uh, I will prepare eventually. So you know, uh, Dave Coombs is here with us because Bax is uh, God knows where. He's Present. winterizing his trailer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's winterizing the trailer up in Vermont. Um, so I made a comment earlier about uh, Dave and I talking to each other before the show mm-hmm. uh, without masks on, right? And, and uh, that uh, there was spit all over the place because you know we're older, <laughs> and uh, so we're old. And I saw this article the other day, kind of interesting about um, now you know as old as we may be. I don't know about you, Dave, but uh, I still have one living parent. Uh, I have uh, two. Actually, well, actually, my my biological dad passed away years ago, but my mom remarried and has been remarried for like forty years. And my mom just turned eighty. We had a surprise birthday party for my her, mom. So. Also, uh, eighty. Mm-hmm. And now is she still driving? Yes. The uh, the worry uh, about older drivers staying safe on the road uh, probably is not as bad as it. And it's worse than it needs to be. Instead. 
what's going on, first of all, is you should be worrying more about young drivers because the older drivers are less likely to speed and less likely to multitask. Um, yeah, I can see that. More, there's now more older drivers than ever before. A recent study found drivers uh, 70 and older were less likely to be involved in a fatal car accident than 35 to 54-year-olds. It's funny, John, my son is, he'll be 35 this year, and uh, he hates speeding. <laughs> he, he doesn't even like, he loves uh, going uh, to uh, amusement parks, but he hates going on the fast rides, and he won't drive his car fast. So he's an anomaly when it comes to that age. Yeah, I would say he's an anomaly at any age. I mean, I don't like amusement park rides either. But if I'm in control, yeah. <clears throat> then I like speed. I love speed. I've been doing speed since <laughs> I was a teenager. Do you feel the need uh, the need for speed? No, I, I don't do that. Uh, there's been a 43% drop in fatal accidents among drivers 70 and older between 1997 and 2018. For middle-aged drivers, that's your 35, 54, uh, the decline was half of what it was for the older drivers. And although seniors rarely drive as far as younger drivers, we have better safety records per mile driven. Uh, for the yeah. first time ever, drivers 70 and older had fewer crashes reported to the police, not fatal ones, just crashes, than middle-aged drivers. Well, I also think the people who are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old are younger than the 50 to 80-year-olds were decades ago oh yeah it's when they say that uh you know 60 is the new right. uh, 10 yeah healthier uh but you know better 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 medical things you can take care of uh, you know 60 is the new 10 <laughs> that's a little extreme but yeah. okay all right 40 40, 40 all, is right, the new all 10. right uh compared to young drivers they are less likely to drink and drive speed ignore road signs drive in bad weather or drive at night I would have thought that the older generation would be the ones to drink and drive because they were so used to uh, doing it for so many years without getting caught. Yeah, my dad was born, he said, with a Budweiser can between yeah, his legs right. in his car. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. why he passed away years ago. I don't know. Um, this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of interesting because I know we've talked about this before. And Steve, I think you're the one who said you dislike these things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. In this uh, in this study, two major factors for improved safety record of older drivers, uh, as we just said a moment ago, te- seniors today are healthier than they were in decades past. Mm-hmm. Most of them are operating safer vehicles. That's True. like you know, that's yep. like my uh, my new luxury car is uh, a grandpa is a, car. Yeah, is a safer. It's much safer as long as I know that the hold button doesn't work when you're reaching for your glasses on the passenger side. You know, it's a good point, John. My mom drove around a little Volkswagen Bug when she was younger, and I was about four or five years old. She got into a bad car crash in that VW yeah. Bug, and it didn't do so well like it would today in some of the better better vehicles. Well, that's what amazes me about, you know, when Quincy's in here from Consumer Reports, he talks about how uh, parents should be getting their kids, you know, the 16-, 17-, 18-year-olds, should be getting new cars because they have newer safety equipment. Yeah. Uh, that was not the way it was when I was that age. No, you uh, you go work your ass off for uh, pennies on the dollar yeah, and so try to save my, up for your uh, your Pinto. Right, so, right, so that my parents could put me in the least safest car out there, like a Pinto, yeah. although I actually had a Hornet. 
I had a Pinto. We also had a Chevelle growing up as well. Lime green, beautiful. You know, I, I can't stand I saw it again over the weekend. Um, although, at least, it was a 1968. I don't even know what kind of car. But to see a car on a trailer, a car that has been built since I've been born, that has antique plates on it. Mm-hmm. That that really that, that really, makes you feel old. That really drives it home yeah. for you. Oh doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it sure does. Um, but this thing here, Steve, that you've talked about not liking, when stop signs or traffic signals are replaced by roundabouts, crashes drop thirty-seven percent, injuries drop seventy-five percent, and fatalities drop ninety percent. When there's more roundabouts yeah. in place, when you eliminate the stop signs and the traffic signals. And you turn the intersections into roundabouts. You're slowing the speeds down overall, I well, guess, right? becomes a lot safer. Yep. It's funny you say that. I was in uh, Saratoga Springs last weekend. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got off the highway to this one area, to, to like where the hotel was, uh-huh. there was three rotaries all within like less than a quarter of a mile. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, I'd rather that than three lights. Yeah, but I just I have just never seen them in such such succession before. Cape Cod has a lot yeah. of them in succession. Like the that. Uh, the villages, all the yeah. main roads have uh, because all of the villages uh, go off of the main roads. Mm-hmm. Right. So they all have round. In some cases, in some places, they have roundabouts. And in other places, and I don't know how they choose where to do this, they have bypasses. There's a, there's another road that, that goes, there's another lane that goes way out to the right. And there's land between the road and yeah, that lane. I've seen that before, yeah. too. Yeah, and you can just completely bypass the, uh, the rotary if you're not going to be turning off of it. Now, if you be the roundabout, will the words... Make you out and out? I don't know, but it would take you nine minutes just to get like a half a mile. Yes. Yeah. You are correct. Yes. Ah, um, ah. Here's another kind of weird thing. I don't know how you back time this. Uh, on average, men have to stop driving five or six years before they die. And for women, it's 10 years. It Where? Here in the U.S.? Yeah. Yep. That's a law? No, no, no! It's not a law. How can you make it a law? Nobody knows when they're going to die. But how do you how do you even think that way? Yeah. Men, especially the way the sentence is written, men have to stop driving five or six years before they die. Oh, this well, is an opinion or what? Well, I guess it's based on statistics. Okay, right. But again, how would you know when your exactly. date of death is going to be? I know. I wish we could all plan that. Uh, why would I renew? My uh, five-year driver's license right. <laughs> if I'm four years away from death. You'd be just throwing your money down the toilet exactly. to the state. Yeah. I might as well. Uh, and, and this article that I got all this information from, which I don't have the entire article in front of me, also does talk about uh, the difference in some states of how often uh, you, you renew your driver's license and how many times, like, seniors have to be retested. And how they have to be retested. In some places, it's just a written test. In some places, they have cognitive testing. And in other places, they have driving testing. And uh, personally, I think you probably should have all three after, say, age 75. I would th- I would say that you should get a retest even if you're younger. Well, you know, somebody who's had their license for 10 years. I mean, if these are the... 
if those are the statistics that people are, you know, you know in that age group, that th- what did you say, thirty-five to fifty-five, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. are dying, 54. are dying because you know, increased speeds, yeah, et cetera. Wouldn't you want to test those people again? No, because because those people know how to drive. They just choose not to drive properly. Yeah, and but- of course they're going to drive well during the test, and then as soon as the tester is gone. It's back to speeding and driving like a fool. But I would think that as a refresher course, I mean, it's kind of like getting a speeding ticket. Most people who get a speeding ticket, well, you know, the ones that actually care, Mm. will slow down (laughs) and be mindful of what's going on in order to not get another ticket. Well, I think you just buy a radar detector. Well, I guess you could do that too. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm saying if you're uh, you know uh, if you're expected to take your test again after let's say ten years of driving, you might not be. You could fail the test because you're so used to driving like an a hole. Yeah, but that again, you would forget. Yeah, I think I think most people would remember up to you know the 35 to 54 year olds. They're they're still going to be sharp enough to know. Okay, I really got to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to follow all the laws in this test if I want to pass. That doesn't mean I have to on my way home. Uh, so I, I think 35 to 50 year olds would not necessarily be worth testing. But that's not to say 55 year olds are. I think that once you're 75, you you, uh, you should be tested. And I know there's probably a lot of people out there who say, you know, you shouldn't even put an age on it because there are sharp 75 year olds. And there are not sharp 70-year-olds. Yeah, plus eyesight can change a lot over a decade, no Mm. matter what age you are. Yeah, yeah. So, your kid doesn't like speed, huh? Nope. Yeah. Boy, nope. I would and not want him to be driving. What kid doesn't like speed? Right. I know. I know. That's, oh. But but that's that's why my son Dash is. You know, he's never going to get in a in a car crash. He's so he's oh, terrified. We're, we're talking about driving. Wait oh a yeah yeah. yeah. His gotcha. name is Dash. <laughs> yeah, Dashel. Yep. It sounds like he's a walker. Not a dasher. <laughs> well, yeah. Dashers, I would seem, would I would think, move faster. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he goes he goes against the grain when it yeah. comes to his name. It's uh, 624 at Rock 102. If the word insurance makes you think of paperwork, you haven't partnered with... 27 at Rock 102. Okay, so we've been sitting here for months listening uh, to the commercial you just played a few minutes ago uh-huh. of the Inspire uh, Sleep Apnea Innovation. Right. It says, uh, it, it, uh, you know, it's not it's not one of them C-Rap machines. C-Pap. Uh, yeah, I call it C-Rap because it's crap. It's uh, uh. it's pumping uh, gas into you. That's what knocks you out. Um, <laughs> the uh, This is a device that is surgically implanted. In a, it's a same-day outpatient procedure, but it's surgically implanted under your uh, – or somewhere within your chest. Yeah. And then there's a, and then there's a remote – Supposedly, I don't know if that makes you, you know, just fall asleep at the drop of a hat. No. But uh, but it, it's it's weird, but, man. But everybody has different types of sleep apnea, mm-hmm. so that might not be a cure all for everybody, and that's why they tell you to go get the consultation. Or, or maybe it is, and that's why there's a remote with different settings because each person needs one uh, a different kind of setting. Well. But, uh, some people's airways are blocked uh, lower in the throat mm. than others, whereas uh, some might have their tongues being a problem uh, while they're sleeping. 
Well, it's all different kinds of different kinds of sleep apnea. Just as I uh, still and always will believe that the C-Rap machine is just pumping sleeping gas into you. I'm guessing this device, what it's doing is it's uh, it's stopping your heart for about eight hours. Well, isn't that the how you get a peaceful night's sleep? I believe it is. Yeah. About Without that? all that tossing and turning. Yeah, that pesky tossing and turning in the way. <laughs> you, you stop that heart for 12, eight, eight or 12 hours, you're going to sleep like a baby. You, you remember the uh, old movie with James Coburn, In Like Flint or Our Man Flint? Did you ever watch those? No, no. Oh, fantastic. He's sort of like a James Bond character, and he would do the same thing. He would knock himself out. Literally heart out for like whatever to get some sleep, and then his watch would mm-hmm. wake him up with a sort of a pulsing device that uh, hit on his wrist and got started the heart again. I thought it was, it was great. Man, it was a man ahead of his time. Yes, that's exactly what this machine does. Mm-hmm. Let's laugh. Tell me, tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Right now, get three years of complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, 150 Waiting Farm Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Somebody says to me the other day, you know, you're not even trying anymore. I said, what are you talking about? They said, well, with these jokes, mm-hmm. you're not even trying. What are you talking about? I said, these are, these are great jokes. Okay. Yeah. Great jokes. Well, you really aren't trying all that much. What are you talking about? All I've ever done is read them. Well, I think the funniest jokes you've told in the past two weeks, uh, two of them were from me. Well, that may be the case, but what about this, Steve? What grade did the pirate get on his report card? Oh, God. I don't know. What grade did the pirate get on his grades, report card? Grades, actually. I'm sorry, I said grades. Grades. Uh, grades. Seven C's. Ah, <laughs> yeah, ah. yeah. Hey, how did Ebenezer Scrooge win a football game? How? When the ghost of Christmas passed. Ah. <laughs> hey, did you hear about the mediocre restaurant on the moon? No. Yeah, it's got great food, but no atmosphere. Because ah! <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have an atmosphere. I get it. Exactly. It's a CPAP machine. What kind of pictures do hermit crabs take? What? Shelfies. Ah, yeah. I get it. Actually, that was uh, on the Family Guy this Sunday. Uh, Peter had a seashell <laughs> that he believed uh, very much resembled the female genitalia, ah. and he called it a she-shell. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that is funny! <laughs> Booyah! Booyah! Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. It's 6.35 at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the North Atlantic State's Carpenters Union. It's time to build. To learn more, visit nasrcc.org. A body was recovered from the Mill River in Springfield Tuesday morning, according to Springfield Police Department spokesman Ryan Walsh. At around 10.30 a.m., officers were called to the 500 block of Hancock Street for a report of a body in the Mill River. Members of the fire department recovered the body of an adult man. Police say there's no indications of suspicious activity. The Detective Bureau is investigating the unattended death. The body was found in a body of water. Oh, you just blew my mind. I know. It's kind of weird. They, they say there's uh, no, no suspicious activity believed to have occurred. The uh, cause of death will be determined by the medical examiner's office. Two men from Springfield were convicted by a federal jury for their uh, participation in a large-scale drug trafficking organization. According to a news release from the U.S. Department of Justice, 34-year-old Isaac Cardona and 61-year-old Rafael Cardona Sr. were convicted after a nine-day trial. They stood accused of conspiracy to distribute more than 500 grams of cocaine and one kilogram of heroin from Mexico to the Springfield area. Isaac Cardona was also accused of money laundering. 
Both were convicted on all mentioned charges. See, that's why I never could have imagined getting into business with my dad. Yeah. You know, even if it was trying to and, move uh, drugs from Mexico to New England. And you're not even the junior. Your no. brother said, no, I ain't getting involved in this. No, I'm, I'm definitely not a junior. The uh, Cardonos were indicted in November of 2017 as part of a 14-month wiretap investigation. Hey, Dad, you got the drugs? Which uh, drugs? The ones that are coming in from Mexico on FedEx. Oh, yeah, we got those. Hey, Dad, is that? did you get a pacemaker put in? Or is that one of them Inspire Sleep things? Or are you wearing a wire from the <laughs> yeah. FBI? What's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> no, the brother would be wearing the wire. Oh, yeah, turning sure. them all both in. Yeah. Uh, the Greenfield Police and Fire Departments were called to the GCET office for a bomb threat investigation Tuesday morning. The GCET. The GCET. I don't even know what that is. GCET. No. Yeah. It's uh, sort of like the G spot, but a little bit different. What you and th- you can find it. Yes. Do you think 22 would put in what GCET stands for? If they knew. They probably don't know no. either. Yeah, they don't. I'm sure they don't. At around 8.30 a.m., police received a report of a bomb threat at the internet service provider GCET. Oh, internet service provider. Oh, so it must be the Greenfield version of yeah. uh, internet. Probably. There's a hamster running the wheel up there. Yeah, and it's all porn. You look it up, by the way, the acronym online, you get a bunch of different acronyms. Oh, I'm sure. Global Code of Ethics for Tourism. Yeah, that's That's not not it. it. (laughs) Galaxies and Cosmos Explorer Tool. That's not it. Government Colleges of Education in Pakistan. No, no, I I don't know. I got nothing. The offices were searched by members of the police and fire departments and determined to be safe, according to the Greenfield Police. The threat was part of uh, threats received across the country. But they didn't elaborate on what that means either. No. Well, they, you know, they, look, it's local news. What do you want? Uh, you may have noticed empty shelves inside stores and higher prices at the pump. This is largely due to a truck driver shortage. It means we will continue to see high prices and empty shelves until this problem can be solved. The trucking industry is short 80,000 drivers, which is a record high. Allstate's uh, Transport Incorporated, a global trucking company headquartered in Springfield, says this is a problem that is being felt by everyone. Almost every product from clothes to food to cars are moved by trucks at some point before reaching consumers. Especially, it said there was an article this morning in uh, Drudge about the food shortage and uh, that people now are hoarding food. Yeah, which makes even more of an issue. Uh-huh, of course. Yeah, but uh, if you've walked around uh, any grocery store... Uh, lately, you'll notice there are some bare shelves. Of course. Because certain products aren't being delivered in time mm-hmm. because of the lack of drivers. Uh, one of the latest shortages apparently is going to be wine. Not yeah, we be- talked about that oh, yesterday. Did you? Okay, yeah. yeah. Not because of the wine, but because of the labels, the right? The bottles yep. and the labels. Yeah. yeah. Well, who needs a label? Well, by law, unfortunately, they do. I mean, I'll, I'll just uh, drink any old alcohol out well, of any old bottle. Mm-hmm. Most any uh, anyone with a half a uh, half a mind would, especially if it's looking uh, like it's going to explode with the, all the yeast growing inside. Yeah, that, you know? that sounds good. <laughs> uh, but the city of Springfield is teaming up with Mass Hire to provide free CDL driver's license uh, training to qualifying residents, which is a pretty damn good deal. Yeah. It's not bad. Those interested can contact Mass Hire Springfield or Holyoke offices. The program will be open to Springfield residents whose household incomes are at or below 80% of area median income. Well, at least there's good incentives. Yep. For those things. Well, there's a lot of people out there offering incentives now to get jobs. Actually, next hour, I want to talk about something uh, I found even more interesting. You know, you talk about the supply issues, and uh, you see on the news almost every night all those ships 
off of the coast of California, mm-hmm. whether it's Los Angeles or Long Beach, uh, the people on those ships are stuck out there for a very long time. And, and there was this article I read the other day about mm. you know what they're doing while they're out there. It's kind of oh, cool. Uh, a 23-year-old male Amazon driver is facing charges of possessing sexual images of a child, which police said they learned about after the man was arrested and accused of secretively taking photos in a women's restroom at the Rentham Outlets. Was that wrong? Was I not supposed to do that? I got to plead ignorance yeah. here. Had if I had known. If anyone had told me. Jacob, that's, what, uh, that's what happened on, uh, I told you on the, the family guy this week. Uh, Peter was stuck in the 80s, mm-hmm. so he's... Um, He's at one of the uh, large, big box uh, hardware type stores that yeah. is predominantly orange. Yeah, and uh, and he's at the counter, and uh, and the the cashier is running all of his stuff through, you know, uh, like a drill bit, a drill, uh, this, that, five or six other things, and then the cashier goes, "Well, looks like somebody's drilling a hole in the bathroom wall <laughs> to be able to watch the women shower." <laughs> I hope you pull the permit. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a page out of Chuck Berry's book, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, uh, not so funny. Uh, Jacob Guerrero of uh, Woonsocket was first arrested in early September, roughly a week after police said he dressed as a woman, entered a ladies' room at the Rentham Shopping Center, Jeez. and secretly took photographs using a camera on his shoe. Upskirts. Upskirts. Yeah. This guy went through a lot of work. I was going to say, that's an awful lot of work yeah. to do. I mean, the, the lazy cameraman will just use like a selfie stick sure. uh, on the ground. Oh, I'm just looking for uh, my shoe, yeah. my contacts. Right. Um, now, I'm sorry. So this guy, <clears throat> he's not doing this on the job. He just happened to be an Amazon driver. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he was working under the, yeah. at the time. So why, so why is he losing his job? Well, because uh, he was taking pictures of underage children in the restroom. That'll do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gets you every time. Yeah. Well, I mean, underage, that's uh, redundant, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was taking a picture yes. of children. Uh, he, opposed to the overage children. While, well, yes. While in the bathroom on August 24th, uh, police believe Guerrero concealed a small pen camera on the shoe to use it to take photos of women and girls in adjoining stalls, the type of camera is easily hidden and can record images to micro SD cards to transfer them to another device. Yeah, you got to go to a lot of trouble to install that equipment on your shoes and make sure it works properly. Are you getting good enough quality out of that for it to even be worth the effort? I mean, it's uh, crazy. You know, it's like uh, it's like when we were kids and you'd you'd get that scrambled pattern of Cinemax. And yeah. that was good enough to get off with. I yeah. guess, but you got advantages these days, and you got the whole internet full of porn and stuff. Why do you need to know. go to all the trouble to do this for Retro. what? You know, it's a uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's you know your own gratification. Yeah. I guess retro you, masturbation. Uh, Rentham police officers arrested Guerrero on September second after an investigation and charged him with photographing an unsuspecting nude person who was re- released on bail that day. The charge established in 2014. Under Massachusetts upskirt law, says it uh, is illegal to secretly photograph or video a person's intimate areas when a reasonable person would believe that areas were not publicly visible. The up, I didn't even know there was an upskirt law. Yeah, I remember when they passed that a while ago. Upon further investigation, which included a search of Guerrero's cell phone, police said they found evidence to arrest the man again on 12 counts of possessing sexual images of a child. The evidence found in the search, police said, included 12 videos where the unsuspecting victims were either fully or partially nude. 
uh, of the 12 victims, five were minors. That's why he's getting fired. Yeah, I, I suppose so, even though it's not really job-related. No, it really isn't. Uh, you remember when single people would show up to weddings alone and just hook up with somebody in the <laughs> wedding party? <laughs> well, you've seen a lot of that probably doing the weddings that you do, right? So I can never tell. Yeah. I can never tell which ones are single and which ones mm. are hooking up with each other for the first time right. because everybody's dressed nicely. Yeah. So even if you're bringing a date with you, mm-hmm. you never know if they're together or not. Right. Yeah, I never knew anybody who did that either. Uh, I guess attitude shifted, and now you're a loser if you don't bring a date. So Tinder wants to make finding one easier for you. They just added a new feature to their app called Plus One. That helps you find a date uh, to one-off events like weddings. Or if you don't have a wedding to go to, you can sign up and put yourself out there as a potential wedding date. You're a loser if you go to a wedding alone? I guess so. Well, call me a loser then. (laughs) Depends who you wind up with at the end of the night. Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather... uh, It depends also who the uh, couple are and my relationship to them. And how much you have to shell out for a wedding gift. Exactly. I don't... (laughs) Have you ever been to a wedding alone? Uh, I'm sure. I don't remember. So I, was I, believe say, I, have. I don't believe I have. It wasn't in recent history because all the times I've known you, you've either known, you wouldn't go to a wedding unless no. you're even your, I guess your date would bring you to the wedding. Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, me and weddings uh, kind of clash. <laughs> yeah. You're your own. third person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, they say it's something people need right now because the upcoming wedding season is supposed to be the busiest in 35 years. That so get makes ready sense. for first dates at weddings to be a big trend next year. And good news for you then, right, Steve, if that's going to be a busy year? Oh, business is picking up, man, let me tell you. <laughs> all right. Uh, but then, you know, now the IRS is going to track all your Venmo transactions. I saw I that. I can't stay in I business that. like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Who can? What are you talking about? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be, I will tell you in just one second, going to be mostly sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is proud to present Scott Zolak from the Patriots broadcast. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 655 in the Rolling Stones on Rock 102. Beautiful couple of days. Uh, mix of sun and clouds today and tomorrow. Today's 73 for the high. Tomorrow 74, um, which is nice because it'll be warmer than it is in my house. And I'm looking forward to that. I finally broke down and turned the heat on. You did? Yeah, yes. I did it uh, two days ago. See, I'm not going to do it. I'm still trying not to do it. It was 62 degrees. When I woke up, I'm sorry, it was 60 degrees when I woke up this morning. It was uh, 55 the oh. other day when I came downstairs, and I'm like, you know what? Come these, down these, uh, these kids, when they wake up, are going to be complaining. Yep. So I better turn the heat on. So I did. My 55. building in uh, Enfield turned the heat on, by the way, but I didn't choose to take advantage of it yet. They have either heat or air conditioning in these buildings in Enfield. You can do only one or the other according to their system. So they have a date that they choose uh, where, that they, sucks. where they turn on the heat and make it available, and then same thing for the AC. And you have no you have no control of the adjustments? You can adjust the heat or the AC seasonally. But you can't turn it on or off. Correct. Mm. Yeah, I'm still... Um... Well, I'm actually, still trying to fight it. I should say, John, you can turn it off if you yeah, want. Right. And you can right. you can 
crank it up higher, but you can't. You couldn't you can't switch you, over to AC. Right, correct. Right, yeah. Correct. Right. Like you need right now. Yeah. You know, by this afternoon, you might want the AC on. Yep. By tonight, you're gonna need the heat on. I'm uh, I'm trying not to do either. And then you know, talking to a friend yesterday, I'm like, well, you know, what, what should I do? One of the things I was told, uh, and this is interesting, I never would have thought of this. Uh, lock the windows. <laughs> what would that do? It, it seals. It seals the window. I mean, I have. I've had a tendency to yeah. just close the windows. That's what I do at the end time. of the season. No, no, no. You're supposed to lock them. You lock, lock them. them. They're on the it's second not about floor. Safety. They're on the second floor. I, you worry about people breaking no, in. No, that's what I just said. It's yeah. not about safety. It's about letting the air in. They're, when they're locked, they're tighter. No wonder why my oil heating bill was like $1,600 for a week last month. And there's flies in the house. Yeah. What the hell's going on around here? (laughs) It's 658 at Rock 102. It takes a special selector to work in a freezer. That's why CNS... Pocket 709 and Loverboy on Rock 102. Couple of beautiful days. Today and tomorrow, sunshine. Uh, Today's high 73. Tomorrow up to 74. Uh, Right now, it is 55 in downtown Springfield. So I saw this story the other day. I thought it was kind of interesting because I like to, I like to think about the stuff that that most other people probably don't think about when they see uh, big news stories. One of the, one of the big news stories we've been watching for several weeks now is uh, about the supply chain and the number of uh, container ships that are off of the coast of California, either Los Angeles or Long Beach, and actually as of Friday. Excuse me. There were 665 container ships anchored waiting to enter port. Um, And the bosses right now are a little bit worried, like many bosses in many places and many parents as well, about mental health. Mm. Each one of these uh, container ships carries, on average, 21 crew members and officers. And it doesn't say how many officers for the total, but you know, let's say uh, let's say four officers. So you're talking about 25 people. The wait on average outside of the port of Los Angeles is 12 days Ugh. at anchor. Now the amount of time it takes to cross the Pacific from Asia is also 12 days. So they're sitting there for as long as it took them to get there, and. You wonder, I mean, you see these ships and you see all these containers, 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 you know, level and level, story and story of containers. There are other things on that ship to uh, to brighten the mood. Off-duty crew members will play basketball, video games, ping pong. There are pools and gyms on some of the larger vessels. And uh, others form bands and then play for each other at night. And then uh, this is the part that would make me uh, jump into the ocean and drown myself. Karaoke, <laughs> karaoke, they do also. Well, well that would be uh, that would be a treat. Uh, not 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 really. Depends who's singing it. Well, it sounds like to me it becomes sort of a vacation, sort of a cruise ship vacation yeah. for these employees aboard I, these ships. I don't know. You know, you're on the you're on the boat with just 21 other people. Uh, you've you've crossed the uh, Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to me does not sound like. When they're at sea, the crew does routine chores like keeping equipment maintained, cargo secure, decks tidy, and uh, the officers (coughs) rotate on eight-hour watches uh, monitoring instruments and and radio traffic. The crews, this is the other problem, 
they are close enough, close enough to shore to access phone networks and the internet to communicate with family and friends, but not close enough for deliveries from land easily or cheaply, mm. and they're not allowed shore leave because of COVID restrictions. Oh. So they, it's not like mm. they can send a dinghy out there, dinghy. take the crew, and bring them you know, into Los Angeles or into Long Beach. And then it also says, which I, I find kind of interesting, I don't know if they mean the actual, the catering team can adjust menus to suit the different tastes of the crew. Catering sounds like it's a land-based yeah. uh, place, but I've got to believe, obviously, there are cafeterias. There's a mess hall on this ship. Right. Uh, <laughs> with with part of the 21 crew members must be in charge of food. Massive downtime for these workers aboard these ships, man. They're not oh, yeah. wor- they're not working, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And and uh, and by the way, if you like to have a beer, that's possible as well because normally they have it in stock. There you go. But if you're sitting there for 12 days, you know you might have drank all the. Now that they're used to the the delays, they're probably rationing the beer yep. or 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 putting more <laughs> on the ship before sure. it leaves Asia. So that they can say, all right, well, look, it's going to take us 12 days to get there, and then we're going to be stuck for 12 days. So we're going to need twice as much beer just to get through this. But, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I thought it was kind of interesting how you, you, don't, you don't even think about all the people that are on those yeah. cargo ships. I saw, uh, I saw some sort of show where they were, it was like a reality show where they were going on one of these things and showing how elaborate and comfortable looking the quarters look. Mm-hmm. I, I think in your head you're probably thinking it's a cargo ship. It's probably just basic everything. That's exactly was, what I had thought but when it I read was, this article. It's a it's not luxurious, right. But it's comfortable. That's looking. what I mean. Yeah. It's not the princess, uh, the the princess cruise ship, but it must be nice. I'm I'm looking right now to see if I can find any kind of pictures of inside cargo ships. Is there, uh, is there a lot of ship sex going on I was going to say, it would be a baby boom as the result of this, yeah. all these workers getting together with all their free time. I got I got to believe <laughs> that they are mostly male-based uh, crews. Yeah, but just like in prison, John, it doesn't uh, doesn't make you gay. <laughs> all I see is sex uh, Sex between men on a cargo ship is as acceptable as it is in prison. Right, didn't you? Yeah, I got it. Especially if one dresses up in a wig and paints his fingernails, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah I guess I <laughs> I guess I didn't see that. Um, yeah, what does the inside of a container ship look like? Uh, they're not really uh, doing any justice right here on the website I'm on. But Well, I'm sure it, there have been improvements that have been made, maybe because of the unions that work aboard those ships. They've demanded better conditions aboard these ships, especially well, now. That still doesn't necessarily mean, well, yeah, I guess you could retrofit any of these things. Um, but, you know, you don't, even, you don't even think about where. You know, like on a cruise ship, you've got all those, all those levels, and, and, and they've got, you know, balconies on them and pools and amusement parks and things like that. This is, uh, I mean, everything you can see from the surface up is containers, but when you see some of these ships from the end where they're open, a little bit more open, and you see how many more levels of containers there are, below the deck Mm -hmm. it's like okay so then even further below that must be where the crew stays uh i would be worried about uh, losing my life at sea and never being you know you're you're out there for you said 24 days uh well 
Yeah. 12 days of uh, shipping and uh, 12, 12 days, days of, of waiting. Sitting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be worried about, uh, you know, a big wave coming and knocking the ship over, and uh, that's the end of me. And I never even got to enjoy my uh, my land walk. There is, um, I don't know how often that happens, Steve, although I do remember a few months ago hearing of um, a rough, it was a rough sea. The sea was angry that day, my friends, <laughs> like an old man sending back soup in a deli. And... Uh, and I forgot how many containers it was. Like Home Depot lost hundreds of containers yeah. off of a ship. Thousand, millions of dollars worth of merchandise. Yeah, oh, yeah the, it was patio furniture. Oh, patio furniture. Yeah, I know, like that I lady know, we've yeah, had know, on the I show know, before. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah th- I, I think I did see that where they're all like dumping into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. It, was like, it was like the Boston Tea Party, but nobody yep. was doing it on purpose. And they were giant containers, and they didn't have tea in them. You know, I once lost an apartment to a guy who was an Andrea Doria survivor. Is that right? Yeah. yeah wow. Mr. Um, isn't that the one they did the uh, song about? Yeah, isn't that the one they did the song about? <laughs> no, Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, no, yeah. Um, damn it, what was his name? Now I can't remember, because uh, when George sees him in the hall, he yells, Ahoy, <laughs> Mr. Whatever it was. Uh, um, I can't. Riccardi? No. Eldridge. No. Mr. Eldridge. Eldridge. Yes, yeah. Mr. Oh, Eldridge. Eldridge. Oh, oh yeah. Mr. Eldridge. That's what it was. Um, I just like that whole exchange where they're going back and forth. And they're like, hey, Jerry says Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. He goes, I love Edmund Fitzgerald's <laughs> yeah. voice. Yeah, no, right. Gordon Lightfoot was the singer. Mm. Edmund Fitzgerald was the ship. No, I think Edmund Fitz- I think Gordon Lightfoot was the ship. Yeah, right. And it rammed into the cat steamers. <laughs> right. Um,. So you know what? Speaking of uh, speaking of twenty one people uh, on these ships, did you see that plane crash? Yeah. in Houston yesterday. Yeah. yeah, they were headed to the Astros Red Sox game yeah. in Boston, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I, I would love. There was a video of the plane on the tarmac, and then there was another video of it going down the runway. I don't know if there's a video of it at the point of impact for the crash. I would love to see that video. When it crashed into a fence, never got off the ground, yeah. and, and, and all 21 people what? survived. If you see the, the footage, John, like you're talking about, it looks like, my God, how could anyone well, survive And that's that? why I want to see the video, yeah. because I, I'd like to, you know, I heard one of the passengers say that when, if, when the plane finally stopped, somebody yelled, everybody get out, and they did go down emergency slides, um, but I, I just, it's hard to imagine that the explosion occurred at impact and everyone got out alive because you would think if there's an explosion at impact, somebody's going to get killed. I mean, 21 people on an airplane, two of them had minor injuries and, uh, and, and the crew also got out safe. You know, not just the pilot and the co-pilot. I'm sure there were probably one or two flight attendants in there as well. And, uh, and everyone got out, which, Tends to make me either think the fire came from the back of the plane toward the front because, oh, I'm sorry, or the other way around because isn't it the tail that's still intact when you see all of that uh, wreckage? Looks like it. Uh, it's not the cockpit. Yeah. It's the tail. He one, said pit. Uh, okay. One, uh, of the, uh, one of the passengers was a 10-year-old kid, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And did you see that the plane itself is such an outmoded yeah. Plane that they don't even use it anymore, except yeah. in Europe. I guess there are a few places that use it in Europe. It's now like they're 35 years old. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, it's, I'm sure it was uh, airworthy. You know, it probably had just flown in from somewhere else. 
But uh, and then they did show there was one of the videos they showed where there was like a puff of smoke that came from one of the engines uh, just before it took off. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, uh, when you're, it was funny on the news last night. They said, you know, eventually we'll find out what the cause of this was because of uh, the recovery of the black boxes. Or maybe because the pilot and the co-pilot are alive. Yeah, they can you tell know, the you, story. You can interview them yep. before dark. It's like, <laughs> what do you mean eventually we'll know the answers? You just ask them, what the hell happened? Uh, I don't know. Because, you know, at some point you're going probably 170 miles an hour just before you lift off the ground, and at some point you say abort, and it's like, okay, but we've only got eight feet of runway left. And we're doing 175 miles an hour. And there's a fence. Well, the fence, you can't really worry about at that point. Well, was it chain link or vinyl? Uh, Vinyl. No, Uh, I believe it was chain link. I believe it was vinyl, and that's expensive to replace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be cheap. No. hope somebody's homeowners covers that. And with all those Home Depot loads that are in the ocean, we can't (laughs) get any supplies right now. (laughs) That was all fencing. (laughs) It's 721 at Rock 102. When the COVID pandemic began, scientists said... It's 725 at Rock 102. So they just uh, they just did the story on the Today Show about uh, that plane crash. You're talking 21 people. There's two pilots, a single flight attendant, and uh, 18 passengers. And uh, some witness said, and I guess this is kind of obvious, I don't know why it would have been a surprise to hear this, that all of the passengers got off the plane before the fire consumed the plane. And, and it said the investigators will try to determine why the plane could not gain altitude and also what started the fire. I would think the impact with the ground and the fuel, Jet fuel yeah. in the tanks might have been what started the fire. Well, unless you, you said that there was a puff of smoke that was visible yeah. at some point, too. Yeah, yeah. it would be interesting to see whether or not that played a role. But that would play more of a role in the crash than it would in the fire. Mm. But... Um, you know, you got to figure if if you're if you're able to take a, a plane from Houston to Boston to see the uh, ALCS, those are people with money. Yep, and uh, probably very good seats at Fenway, except for the ones on the plane. Well, yes, the, well, no, the ones on the plane were also very good seats because they got out alive. But imagine, you know, you're sitting there uh, behind this row. There's a whole row of empty seats. It's a sold out game, standing room only. Uh, it's the ALCS for God's sake. Yep. And there's 18 seats in front of you that are empty, and you're sitting there going, "Hmm, it is the front row. Jeez, uh, I could move down there and sit in those seats. You know, they probably belong to those people in Houston that were on the plane. Yeah, you're not. They're not going to be here uh, anytime right, soon. Right. Right. I seriously doubt they caught the next one. Well, they. Might have made it for the seventh inning stretch. Yeah, I, yeah, they show up. It's like already the yeah. third inning. And then all the beer vendors are shut down. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> where were you? And they like, you know, they hold up their cell phones and show you the video clip. <laughs> right. That's where we were. Or, oh, well, then you shouldn't have bothered coming. Maybe one of them's real smart and figured out a way to scalp the tickets online before the game began. Yeah, yeah uh, that would be a good idea. Right? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with that term. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was 18 empty seats right there. Right? Probably right in the front row. That's uh, that's usually what I do when I when I go to a sporting event and there's nobody in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'll move around sure. and uh, walk around. Absolutely. And it's well, like a... Like a uh, two ballpark seat comfort cruise. Yeah. yeah. Again, like, if, if these seats are, you have a, a cell phone with the actual like barcode for the tickets, yep. 
you could probably transfer them quickly oh, to somebody else for a certain yeah. certain amount of money, a Venmo a yeah. deal or whatever. That's what I'm I sure. did. That's what I did with my uh, Eagles yeah. tickets. Mm-hmm. You gave them to somebody else. You right? transfer them over. Uh, and you can see the you can see the ad. You know, currently uh, stuck in Houston. And and you show you know you have a picture of the fire <laughs> burning the, the plane, plane. Uh, <laughs> stuck in Houston with Astros tickets won't make it to game ran into a travel snag yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> might not make it before eighth inning anyone want to buy <laughs> it's seven twenty eight news is next at Rock one hundred two the most popular street name in America. Two at Rock 102, and it's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home. This month, Yankee Home is offer a uh, free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Employees of the state's largest hospital group uh, could face consequences for failing to comply uh, with the group's vaccine mandate. The Mass General Brigham deadline for employees to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or get an approved exemption was last Friday, October 15th. The medical group mostly serves eastern Massachusetts, but does include Cooley Dickinson Hospital in Northampton and its associated urgent care centers in Amherst and Southampton, as well as a statewide home care and mental health support network. They say more than its 80,000 employees, uh, they say 90% of its more than 80,000 employees complied with the mandate or had their exemption request approved, yet more than 200 exemption requests were denied. Now eight employees who were denied exemptions have filed a lawsuit against the hospital over the mandate. Hey, uh, something completely disconnected, but I'm kind of curious. Either of you guys uh, know or have an opinion. How long would you say it takes uh, eating ice cream to uh, begin to have a potentially negative effect on your uh, digestive system? It depends on what was in the ice cream. It was uh, sea salt caramel truffle. Mm. I don't know uh, why. Are you having an adverse reaction? To uh, I I see. I I found uh, I found a, a half a pint of this stuff in the freezer upstairs from one of the previous uh, barbecues we had, and uh, I ate it uh, during that song that we played after the seven o'clock sports. <laughs> and here we are, just you know, yeah. barely a half hour later, and yeah, my stomach is bothering me. Yeah, and there's a lot of gasish issues going on down here, dude. I don't know why you would even touch anything that was half eaten. I know it was for maybe a party, but you don't know what somebody else might have done to that. Well, plus, Steve, I saw that the container itself, because I go into the freezer a lot for the stuff that I have in there, the container itself was like handwritten with the words, looked like Freddy Krueger had written out the caramel, salted, whatever. But, I mean, there had been three of them uh, before I ate the other two, and they were all uh, handwritten like that. But Steve, I mean, you're the you're the one who told me the other day, and I and I got to tell you, I was working off of your information, yeah. and I ended up doing a a 180. The uh, the chicken wings that I'd left out overnight, yeah, although covered, I went online just for the hell of it, mm-hmm. and 90 percent of the people said throw them out, and uh, and I ate yeah. one of them. I ate one of them as I was reading these reviews. And I went, yeah, I don't know about this. Do you remember what time you came home with them? Or uh, what time they were? Uh, I came like, home probably about 8.15 or so at night. And then you and, were wondering if you could eat them around 6 a.m.? Uh, that- well, I mean, at, at 4 a.m. is probably when I discovered that I had not put them in the refrigerator when I was going out the door uh, to come to work. That's only eight hours. I know. That, that was yeah. what I thought, too. But 
and so this ice cream, a half hour later, I'm having uh, stomach uh, and gas issues. Well, Does maybe. Does that seem a little fast? Uh, yeah. I, well, if it was tainted ice cream. Tainted. Please. Well, somebody might have rubbed that on their taint. You no. have no idea. This is why you shouldn't take half-eaten things out of the refrigerator. What they call sea salt. That's probably what it is. <laughs> says here digestion time varies among individuals. After you eat, it takes about six to eight hours, six for, to eight hours. for food to pass through your stomach Ow. into the small intestine. So under normal circumstances, I would say that it it's too soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, but if you have a little hysteria in there, I mean that's going to set in pretty quickly. Hysteria? I'm not that. I'm not that scared yet. <laughs> no, no, no. You're thinking of the uh, the album by uh, Def Leppard. No, that was uh, hysteria. Uh, what's your name? Hysteria. Hysteria. That's what I just <laughs> said. I said hysteria. I know. What I, whatever. Uh, uh, a local uh, cat owner surrendered a total of fifty-two cats to the Second Chance Animal Services this week. Am I crazy, or is that a lot of? Pussy cats. <laughs> According to a news release from the nonprofit animal welfare organization, the man had to leave his home and couldn't take his cats with him. Second Chance said the uh, cat owner truly loved pets and asked them for help. Second Chance took the cats in and will find new homes. Uh, Cheryl uh, Blancato, Second Chance CEO, said it's a perfect example of how the best intentions can go awry. Police uh, are people in take in strays or pets from others who cannot keep their pets. It's a situation that can quickly get out of control. I just I have this pussy cat addiction. Yeah. Once I get a pussy cat in my house, I need ten more pussy cats, <laughs> and I can't let them leave. That's right. Because once they're in here, they are my pussy cats. You lock your pussy cats in the basement. Yeah. I. This is usually something you hear about females doing. I, I don't hear yeah. too much about men having, uh, uh, you know, being cat men. No, not ju- uh, most of the time where men are involved, it's like multiple types of animals. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a, a cockatoo right. or a, a, a cockatree or a yeah. four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it took two vehicles to take the cats to Second Chance where they are examined, vaccinated, spayed or neutered, and further medical care if needed. Uh, there are five expectant moms in the group. Oh my God! Who will be placed with some of our fosters? This is according to the CEO again. I, a few uh, have serious eye issues, and some will need dental or other surgery before they are ready for Oof. adoption. Six tiny kittens are fighting upper respiratory illnesses, who may also need to spend time with our fosters until they get a little bit bigger. Twenty-five thousand dollars <laughs> estimated for the veterinary care for all of these pussy. Twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like what. Uh, how many cats are there? There are 52. Plus all the ones that they're... They're not even including the ones that are, the, the, that are pregnant. Yeah. You know, there's if there's six of them in a litter, that's even more pussy cats. Yeah. I'm not going to try and figure out how much uh, dollar value that is on each cat, but uh, it's a, I'm sure people will come in and adopt them. Let's see. 25,000 divided by... by 52. 52 cats. That's an average of $480 per cat. Yeah, no thanks. Yep. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Um, but that's the problem. You know, people don't realize how much this stuff is going to cost eventually in the end for somebody else. Yeah, but I mean, you know, once you have, again, how many cats are in the house? 52. 52. Once you get to about 23, 25, 
Uh, I would think that would be the point where you would say, you know, there's a lot of cats in this house. I would say that after uh, one cat. Yeah. <laughs> that there are one too many cats in this uh-huh. house. But then, I'm telling you, but by the time you, you reach two dozen, you're like, you know what? I really ought to do something about these cats. Oh, but wait, there's five more at the door right now. Come in. Come, come on in. in. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we have yeah. plenty of room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always I always get uh like sick to my stomach uh when I used to watch those hoarder shows mm-hmm. where like these people would have all these cats and some of them were even dead under the mattresses. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they'd like lift it up and it would be like that cartoonish flattened cat right. dead right. underneath the or bed. A, or a skeleton of a cat. Ugh. They got those. Uh, they got those Halloween decorations, and you find out they didn't get those at Home Depot. Hey, uh, we should do periodic check-ins of your gastrointestinal tract. How are you doing now? It, it's all right now. I mean, it's only been about two and a half minutes since we talked about it. We should but, do the uh, John O'Brien colon report. Let me put it this way: Don't nobody come down this end of the hall for a while. I got you. I'm drinking your sake, Kimosabi. I, I, I don't know what that even means, but yeah, don't come down here. Don't uh, come down here. As many families in Massachusetts climb out of a financial hole created by COVID-19, Representative Joan Machino said Tuesday that efforts by the state to claw back overpayment of unemployment benefits during the pandemic has created anxiety and hardship for untold workers who spent the money to cover everyday living expenses. It was all in good faith. People spent the money. They don't have it. And now the Department of Unemployment Assistance is looking for it back, and it's causing a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety. You know, uh, as someone, as I mentioned yesterday, who doesn't have any idea what what they do with most of their money or where it's going or what it's making or how much I'm spending, mm-hmm. um, I, I have to say that I, I think I agree with this legislator. I think that the state should write this off. It's the state's mistake. They accidentally gave these people too much money, and I do believe that most of these people probably really did use the money for things that they needed. This, Yeah, and this article is uh, quite lengthy, Mm -hmm. but it gives the example of uh, that the states, their program— like put in the wrong information for this woman. Yeah, you know, so they were going based off a previous job she had, mm-hmm. not even the current one. And they said it's not her fault. This is part of this the state's pr- problem because yeah. they put the information in wrong. Exactly. So they and they now should... they want her to pay seven grand back. I don't think so. And she's on the hook for it because her and her husband are both been back to work for several months now. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't agree with that. I just. Uh, they just don't seem to care about <laughs> the working family in this state. Mm, well, not more than they do about themselves, that's for sure. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think that that's right. Uh, scientists have uh, t- temporarily attached a pig's kidney to a human body and watched it begin to work. The feat is a small step in the decades-long quest to one day use. Oh, you said an- it was a kidney. Oh, yeah. And you just said it was the feet. What I didn't know the feet Fetus. like the feet like the yeah the, the feet the, the goal feet. like the the uh, oh F E A T yes F E A T oh I got it little feet all right it's a small step in a decades long quest to one day use animal organs for life saving transplants of course it's a small step they're little feet we're not talking about feet we're talking about kidneys oh, surgeons in New York attach the pig kidney to blood vessels 
outside the body of a deceased recipient so they could observe it for two days. The kidney did what it was supposed to do and didn't uh, trigger rejection. Experts say the test done last month paves the way for the first experimental pig organ transplant in living people in the next several years. Well, you know, the government's been studying uh, pig men since the 60s. Pig men? That's right. Part man, part pig, you know? That's all, folks? I forgot about that experiment. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I was no, always. You said a deceased recipient, a human. Yeah, yeah. They have somebody's body that was donated to science. Wow. Uh, it was, you know, that's the, like that's the kind of uh, thing that scientists do. Mm-hmm. They sit around going, "Hey, we got this dead body. Let's see if we can attach a pig kidney to it." No, well, let's see if we can attach an animal kidney to it. And then they're like, uh, "Okay, uh, what kind of animal?" Well, well, what about a what about a dog? Eh, I don't want to hurt a dog. Uh, what about a what about a rabbit? Eh, there's too many of those. How about a pig? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. Who's all? We all in for pig? Well, we're all in for pig. Let's do it. Yeah. And then and then they they attach the thing to a cadaver. I was uh, I was always amazed. I never understood the whole kidney transplant thing. Uh, th- what years ago I worked for a radio station and we did uh, like a lot of charity work for this uh, thing that helped like young kids mm-hmm. uh, with uh, diseases and and things like that. Yeah. And uh, they had a, a father, uh, obviously who's a, a who was like a thirty five year old man, uh, give his kidney to his seven year old. Yeah. And I didn't understand like I don't like, are all those kidneys the same size. I still didn't really. I still don't understand how that works. Mm-hmm. Or is it just well, with livers, it, they can give like just a slice of it, right? Right, right. They can just a, a piece of it, and it will uh, it will regenerate. But the kidney, yeah, I guess maybe by the time you're seven, you've got a full size kidney. Like, is this one of those things that's like it's uh, it's too big on you, but you'll grow, you'll into, grow it? into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a pair of shoes. Well, my son and I are perfect matches. Yeah. I'm going to give him my kidney. He's seven years old, Bob. You're 35. Well, they'll leave. They'll leave an opening, so it can expand. So it can expand exactly, and you can yeah. grow into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a man named Noel Cole. A man named Noel. All right. Was pulled over by the police in Missouri on Saturday. He was wanted on a felony warrant, so he knew he was in trouble. The deputy started asking questions, and Noel decided to make a break for it on foot. The deputy took off after him and was able to catch up, partially because Noel was carrying something in his hands. It was a Marie Callender's chocolate cream pie. Yum! The local sheriff says the pie appeared to be extremely important to Mr. Cole, so it's been placed with his personal belongings and will be kept as safe as possible for him until his release. Wow, that's It's unclear nice. what the warrant was all about, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not easy to run. I'm sure it's not easy to run with a Marie Callender pie in your hands. I haven't had one of those uh, in years. I, it's been a while. I, actually, I think I had a banana, banana cream one in the last few years. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I thought Marie Callender's was just uh, like chicken pot pies. No, no, she's also regular pies. Oh, she's got the pie. Yeah, she's the pie lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about arrested on a warrant. So yeah. mass or a mass or twenty two news rather twenty two news. I tell you what, these men and women in Ludlow uh, with the badges. Yeah, they are busy. 58 arrests in in 31 days. That's crazy. Including six juveniles on top of that. Yeah, it's crazy. 
58 arrests in 31 days. And and they've got like they, they've got a bunch of them listed here. I don't know why they didn't start here until September 15th, but uh, you know a lot of them look like they were a result of traffic stops because you got an unlicensed mm-hmm. motor vehicle, you got OUI liquor. Uh, here's one that may not been uh, may not have been vehicle related, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice. Um, but and then there's a bunch of warrant arrests, which could also be traffic stops. Um, Boy, oh boy, they they pull over a lot of cars in Ludlow. Well, you're kind of like uh, with that Pike exit there. You, you know, you're just like and, got all kinds of out of towners coming in and out of there. Right? Yeah, but I don't. I I've, I've never seen the police sitting at the end of the Pike exit. I usually see them sitting on Chapin Street, which uh, you know what they'll also do because we did this when I was working in uh, in in uh, Granby, is um, the pathway to um the jail mm. for visiting hours yeah you you sit you sit and watch those cars and you and you run plates and sometimes you'll that's how you get a lot of those uh a warrants oh you were like that cop in Hamden years ago who used to sit outside of the church on Friday nights and run the plates of the people in the AA meetings because he knew that some of them probably had expired registration that's more of a dick move yeah yeah well, the good thing he doesn't work there. Anymore. Yeah, good thing. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, going to be mostly sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, and it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. Fields Classic Rock at 756 in Zeppelin on Rock 102. Couple of nice days. Uh, sunshine today and tomorrow. Today, 73 for the high. Tomorrow, 74. It is uh, still 55. You know, um, it's been one week since you looked at me. Uh, five days since you laughed at me. Yeah, three days since the living room. All right, bare naked ladies, move on. What do you got? Come on. Um, so I had uh, that tooth pulled eight yeah. days ago, mm-hmm. and um, does this sound normal? I still can't eat on that spot. Yeah, that's normal. It took eight me. Days. I had mine done like two months ago. It took me almost a month. A month. Not being able to eat on that side of my mouth. And I'm not talking about you know eating rock candy or pretzels or anything like that. I, last night I had a bowl of um I had a bowl of clam chowder. Clam, clam chowder, chowder. chowder. Yeah. with uh, with the oyster crackers in it. <laughs> right. And uh a simple oyster cracker hit that spot and I almost Ooh. went through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh that's uh, the risk of dry socket. Dry socket. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be this thing. If you get anything in there. I thought only women get that. Uh, if you get anything in that little hole. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that could potentially cause some more problems like yep. infection. Big time. Yeah. And that well, uh, causes the dry socket, which is very, very painful. I do try to keep my socket, my uh, my holes cleared of any debris. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. I mean, it's like I'm ready to start chewing on that side. But you can't quite yeah. yet. Yeah. The other weird thing is I always I had this propensity to bite my tongue, the side of my tongue. I was going to say, you've never bitten your tongue in your life. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it would always be in the same spot. And then, you know, after you did it the first time, it would swell. Mm-hmm. So you would do it more often. Sure. Now that that tooth has been removed, I'm biting differently. 
and it's actually more painful than it was the way it was. So uh, like I almost wanted to put it back. Here's something you might have to look out for because like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and and it came out, but it, two weeks prior to that, for and for, for the length of two weeks, I had this piece that was still stuck in the gum. A of piece the of the tooth. tooth. Hey, yeah. And it was like so tiny. It was like a size. Was this, uh, your dentist's first day on the job? No, it's uh, it was because that tooth had broken. Uh, and then uh, yeah. remember he had to put his knee on my chest yep. to pull it out? Yep. Uh, but uh, that thing was like cutting my tongue. Oh. And then finally popped right out. Just came right out. Yeah, didn't even have to go to the dentist. For no, it. I was brushing, brushing it left and right, and it wouldn't budge. Yeah, and, fi- and it was, it was only like this little speck. It wasn't even like a, like a chunk. Mm-hmm. It was like this little speck that was just causing just enough pain. Hmm. So you might have that to look forward to because that happens more often than not. You believe this show was actually nominated and won uh, its way into the Hall of Fame? No comment. Well, Can you imagine how bad the other shows must be? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's it's the best of the worst. Yes, it's yeah. seven fifty nine at Rock one hundred two. It's Ram Power Days and Jeep Adventure Days. Evan. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 in the Black Crows on Rock 102. Beautiful days today and tomorrow. Uh, sunshine and today's high 73. Tomorrow up to 74. It is 55 now in downtown Springfield. I didn't realize how nice it was yesterday afternoon until I finally went outside about 4 o'clock and uh, said, geez, I, I think I'm going to take a bike ride. And uh, and I did, but I didn't wear my leather. I was gonna say it was a little chilly out it, there. It was a little chilly, and I and I took a ride all the way out to uh, Westfield, so um, it it was colder than I expected. Uh, I was out at uh, Duncan yesterday in Westfield. Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't go at the same time. With, Otherwise, with, I would have stopped by. With the new boss, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. same as the old boss. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. He's a little bit taller. Though. Speaking of uh, <laughs> the new uh, boss, but. What? It, I'm sorry, it was just cold outside. It was freezing because we were under the tent and the wind was blowing uh, back and forth and uh, it got quite chilly. See, I can see that, but um, I told you yesterday, um, my house, for some reason, is very cold. Mm-hmm. It was about 62 degrees, so it was warmer outside than it was in my home, <laughs> even at 60 miles an hour on a motorcycle. It was still warmer until it wasn't. I do prefer it chilly. Uh, not me. Not me. I hate these. Uh, I hate these. I, oh, that crisp fall morning? No, I, that sucks. It's not even the crisp fall morning. I'd rather be uh, getting under blankets and warming up versus being too hot with all the heat in the Me house. Me too. In bed, yes. And that that is why, uh, until recently, I used to not even run my air conditioning in the house. I'd only run it in the bedroom. But uh, but lately, um, well, since the heart surgery, I'm, I'm, I'm running cold all the time anyway. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yesterday got a little chilly. Speaking of uh, when you said about the the new boss, and I said the same as the old boss, uh, that was a Who reference, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you hear the commercial that we ran before that uh, that great Black Crow song? Um, the Exit 7 players in Ludlow are doing Tommy, and the commercial said, with a full band suspended above the stage. I don't know how you do that. It's an that, expensive production. First of all, it sounds dangerous. Uh, you know, already Tommy can't hear, see, or talk. 
What if a tuba player falls <laughs> on him? Now you're now you're adding extra hazards into <laughs> yeah, his life. Like the, like the <laughs> Black Knight and Monty Python. Yeah. It's just a scratch. Yeah. And he's not going to be able to, nobody's going to yell at him to be able to get out of the way. But seriously, I mean, how are they suspending a band above the stage? I don't know how that would work. That's that's uh, that's weird. Was it one of the rock one of the rock bands? One of their drummers is suspended above the stage on all their shows. One of their hair bands from the eighties. I forget which one. Yeah, well, this is the whole band, uh, including probably including the piano player. Uh, uh, how are you going to do that? I'm mm-hmm. seeing if I can find an image of what a band suspended. Oh, like. Well, yeah, I guess you get uh, you get some wire, you know. Uh-huh. You get some twine. I'm sure you get the twine some rope. Yeah, you just ro- rope up a couple of pallets, and you get the whole band up there. I guess so. Uh huh. It's pretty neat, though. Well, you're actually seeing it. I'm looking at a picture of what a suspended band looks like. I don't know what Isn't this when particular they're picture. just told they can't play any longer and they <laughs> have to leave. Yes, you're suspended without pay right. for the next right. until well, the next time you have a show. We're in the union, so we right. get suspended with pay. Um, Tommy Lee did it. Oh, yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah. See? Motley Crue. Here's the, other, here's the other thing I can't figure out, uh, locally speaking. You know how they said the, you, there's two things you can't avoid, death and taxes? Uh-huh. Well, apparently Eversource has been doing a pretty good job at it. <laughs> um, as cities and towns across the state demand that Eversource pay the full amount of property taxes it owes... Uh, a Springfield legislator is looking to file an amendment to a law that would require them to pay. I've been a property owner for like over 40 years. Yeah. Are you telling me that there's no law already on the books that says I have to pay property taxes? You know, I always heard of those uh, guys who would evade uh, the IRS saying that there is no such law that yeah. you actually have to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they can't make your life miserable. Yeah, as an individual. Right. But as a company that runs your electricity, uh, Orlando Ramos is referring to Mass General Law Chapter, uh, or according to Mass Live, Chapter 59, <laughs> Section 64. Is that from the uh, the, pol- the police that was crashed into the other <laughs> yeah, day? Yeah, the Chapter. Uh, Ramos says the law that Eversource is using to pay 50% of its property taxes was never intended for multi-billion dollar corporations. I do not believe the law was intended to apply to a utility company like Eversource. It's a loophole that Eversource is using to withhold money that they know they owe to the city. The wording of the law says a person aggrieved, not a multi-billion dollar utility, it wasn't intended to apply to them. It's a law that jays out the appeal process for someone who is denied a tax abatement. Jays out, J A Y O oh, lays. I'm sorry, lays, <laughs> lays out. There's a little piece of something on my screen. Are you sure it wasn't Mass Live misspelling? No, it wrong no, that yeah. was my first guess. But because uh, the J and the L are pretty close to each other on the key, keyboard, so yeah, could happen. According to the current law, an appellant who has paid at least one half of their property taxes can withhold the rest of the payment until it goes to an appeals court. Yeah, huh. yeah, but again, Eversource is withholding. Forty-four million dollars. That's crazy. That's just to Springfield. They, they. There was another article a few days ago that said they're doing this all over the state. Yeah. There's other towns where they're doing the same thing. This forty-four million dollars is amassing a ninety-five hundred dollar a day in interest. 
That's a lot of interest. Am I crazy, or is that a lot of interest? Yeah, that's a lot of interest. Uh, you know, and they do rate increases all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, every uh, year, or every couple of years, probably <laughs> they come back and are we're going to increase the rates by thirty percent. Well, Ramos said, considering the fact that EverSource has continuously raised the rates right. on their customers over the years, what they are doing to the city of Springfield and other cities and towns is unfair. When a customer disagrees with their energy bill, they're not entitled to withhold the payment. Eversource will cut off their electricity. What was the resolve, uh, I don't know if you remember years back, that the city of Springfield wanted the excise tax from the auto dealers for every vehicle that was on their lot because they used the dealer plate, and dealer plates uh, would represent covering all of those vehicles if you were to take them out on the road. So they wanted all of the money back from that. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. And I can't and I remember, remember what the, re- the resolution. Yeah, I don't know what happened uh, with that. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if this is going to turn into the same thing, where they somehow settle. or Oh, or, they're, or, they're, they will definitely settle. They're certainly not going to pay everything they own. But it will, what will be interesting will be to see if uh, if a court says... No, 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 no. Eversource withholds millions of dollars in taxes from 87 Massachusetts communities. 87 of them. And in some towns, uh, like uh, Montague, that's like, you know, a very good part of the town's budget. Right. The list stretches from Everett and Brookline to Pittsfield and Springfield. They have been withholding these property taxes. Because, you know, the, the problem becomes kind of like what you were just talking about with the car dealers. There's an issue of whether or not this is about the property that these places sit on or taxes for all of their equipment as well. Right. Their trucks and, and, and you know, all the stuff that they use is uh, supposedly also taxed. And, uh, you know, it's hard to say. But it's like taxed on like depreciation too. Yeah, like as the equipment gets older, they they tax it on what the value of it would be today mm-hmm. if it was brand or you know what I mean adjusted. It, it to sounds what it very is. complicated. It's beyond my uh, pay scale. Oh, way beyond mine. Even if I was paying my taxes, yeah. I know nothing about numbers. It draws attention to an important ruling in 2011 when the Massachusetts SJC ruled against Boston Gas's claim of assessments. That should be limited to net book value. Yeah, net book value, I believe, is is the is the one that either includes all the equipment or it doesn't. Whatever whatever one is easier. I forget. It's like mixing up the red from the black. The red and the black, whatever the bad <laughs> one is. And Eversource, not an advertiser on Rock 102. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the, as, my, as far as I'm concerned, you're not exempt from being made fun of if you're a utility. Yeah, especially if, if you're you're, you're serving, uh, yeah. you know, uh, more than fifty percent of the local area. Yeah, yep, as they are. But um, yeah, forty-four million dollars. You know what Springfield could do with forty-four million dollars right now? Two chicks at the same time. Oh yeah! <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's eight twenty o'clock. Why does how do not miss out? It is uh, eight twenty-four at Rock One Hundred Two. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I can't tell you why I'm attracted to watching some videos uh, and not others. Um, for instance, let's see. I never 
looked at any of those beheading videos back in the day. Nor uh, did I. Of I, ISIS or the I, Taliban. I hear you, John. I yeah, can't watch that. Yeah, I won't watch that. But by the same token, I've also never seen Schindler's List. I won't go to see that. Um, I made out during Schindler's List. Yeah, and a more disgusting display I've never seen. Uh, and the uh, what's the other one? Oh, the Marathon Man. Because of all I've heard about that that torture scene, yes. and with all the dental work I'm going through right now, <laughs> I, I really can't see myself doing it. But I've never done it in my whole life anyway. So yesterday I saw this story of uh, these animal rights groups that are suing YouTube because there are videos on YouTube of people torturing animals. And... and <sighs> They dis- just the description, just the worded description, was was enough for me to go, oh my god! No, let alone to actually see these. Like one video was a a puppy in an enclosure with a boa constrictor, uh, and uh, oh, and man. you know the boa wraps itself oh. around the puppy, and the puppy is writhing and screaming. And apparently, uh. these are videos that these idiots make. And then they rescue the animal at the at the last second. Yeah, but it's like they say they do. Well, what moves people to do something like that? These are the people who are going to become serial killers at some point. They might already be old enough to be serial killers. You know, not every serial killer tortured animals. Not every animal torturer becomes a serial killer. Doesn't but, help. No, it does not help. But but you know, I just I don't understand. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. There's people out there who say, well, I don't know what makes people. Uh, uh, abuse children, what makes, makes people uh, rape women, what makes people uh, kill strangers. I, I don't know. I don't get any of that either. But but as far as like videos are concerned or getting some kind of enjoyment out of it, mm. that's the thing I don't get. Yeah, and, and how do you stop a boa constrictor at the last second from squeezing a puppy to death? Okay. How do you stop do it? We, uh, you do we it. really need to be talking? Well, John brought it I, up. That's what I mean. And, I'm t- I, I, and I agree. He started it. You're talking about puppies being choked. Well, uh, well yeah. John's our leader of the show. Follow what he says. And like, I agree with him. I can't watch this stuff. You'd rather be talking about chickens getting choked? I'd be more than happy to talk about chickens. Get- I know all about chickens getting choked. I'm choking chickens every day. Right-handed, left-handed. Uh, just not putting it on YouTube. Yeah. It's 827. News is next at Rock 102. Hi, it's Bax. Join me for Rock 102's Halloween Hellebration at the Rumble City. One at Rock 102. It is time for news, which is brought to you by Serview Locksmiths. Uh, did And I just lost that. Brought to you by Serview Locksmiths. They got a key for that. Hey, uh, you want to take a road trip today, guys? Okay, no. I'll go down to Connecticut. Who's driving? I'll drive. Nah, let me drive. Where? Why? I've What's got, going on? I've got that nice luxury car, Steve. Let me drive. We got a yes, the grandpa car. Yeah. We can take the grandpa <laughs> car to go place a bet. Thousands of virtual bets started being uh, placed early yesterday, the first day that in t- the online sports wagering and casino games were made available to all eligible adults within Connecticut. That's why that commercial we just ran a few minutes ago is already outdated i mean it said uh coming within days yeah it, it's here it's here it's here and i do want i do want to go down ever since yesterday when you mentioned that you could play blackjack you could play table games yeah i had no idea you could do that i thought this was just betting on i thought this was just sports betting the entire state of connecticut is a giant casino yeah <laughs> yeah I, my mom's house 
Yeah, just go get the, the as long as you're within those geofencing uh, GPS coordinates. Yeah, Dave's house. Enfield, come on down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to be playing golf uh, Saturday with a buddy at Mohegan Sun. So. Well, then leave us the key to your place. All right. Rodney Butler, chairman of the Mashantucket Pequot Tribal Nation, owners of Foxwoods Resort, called it nothing short of historic for the state and the tribe, which received its federal recognition 30 years ago this week and has been seeking to expand into online gambling for almost a decade as competition for casino patrons has ramped up throughout the Northeast. It's just it's just funny to see this, this battle going on, this stupid uh, little game of ketchup that we're constantly in. Um, I, I know. Got, I prefer mustard. I know. Well, I like catsup. Um, uh, the the billboard, I think, in Springfield a couple of weeks ago was celebrating Mohegan Suns. It was one of the two uh, Indian casinos down there having, I believe it was its 25th anniversary. I think that's Mohegan Sun. Okay. 30 was 30 Foxwoods. for Foxwoods. Yeah. So, you know, then, uh, then three years ago, we're having this battle over uh, MGM and then uh, and then the old uh, showcase cinemas in East Windsor being turned into some kind of a slots parlor. Now here we are with sports betting, and Massachusetts is dragging its feet. Meanwhile, MGM has already put a million dollars into a sports betting area within their casino, and the the state legislature has you know there's there's bills that have been proposed, and meanwhile Connecticut's got it up and running. We're it's, never we're never in front. It's an unstoppable force, John. You watch the NFL games on Sunday, wall to wall spots for DraftKings. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is everywhere. Well, and and these disclaimers they put in the middle of these commercials are at the end, you know, if, if you have a gambling problem, please seek that's well, not gonna help. Well, that's why that, that that one in Connecticut, the commercial we just ran a minute ago. Yep. I mentioned this yesterday. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight 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 seven 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 seven. Oh, come on, lucky sevens. Get me past this gambling addiction I have that I lost all my money on. But uh but but the idea that uh you know, I mean, we're always behind. Uh, maybe not in marijuana. I mean marijuana we were kinda we kinda stepped up our game yeah, faster but they, than Connecticut. But did. they also screwed up the whole rollout of that oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah. Yep. And, did- and when you call it an unstoppable force it might be unstoppable, but it's not unslowable. That's true, too. Massachusetts finds a way to slow things down well, to the like, point where we no longer have an advantage. We're like the sloths of the states. Yes, yeah, the sloths of gaming. Uh, this uh, Rodney Butler said uh, the first wager was placed on the Los Angeles Dodgers defeating the Atlanta Braves, followed by thousands of other fans who placed bets on a variety of games. Well, that was a winner. The Dodgers did beat the Braves yesterday, so that person won. You'd think in Connecticut the first bets would have been on the Red Sox. Mm. I wonder if you can do the prop bets, too. Uh, probably. I think. I think so. But I, I just want to go play blackjack. When I went out to uh, Vegas about four years ago, it was my first experience. Like I was so intimidated by it because I didn't understand mm-hmm. how you even make the bet mm-hmm. because there were so many different ways sure. you could bet, and you know whether it was gonna. It was like the prop ones were like, "Is it gonna rain today in uh, in L.A. or yeah. New York or wherever?" Well, plus I, I like seeing the odds when it's like um, six to two or you know seven to one or something like that. Right. I hate it when it's like plus. 425. Uh, I get I confused. I don't even that. understand what those yeah. numbers That's mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just a translation of the odds to a different format. It's to screw with people's heads Yeah, what it's to do. Yeah. Like people like me who don't know what they're doing when they bet. <laughs> Take advantage of pikers. 
A uh, Hampshire County man has pleaded not guilty to vehicular homicide in connection with a hit-and-run accident in Shelburne over the summer. Prosecutors say 52-year-old Peter Toomey of Northampton was at the wheel in the hit-and-run accident that killed 45-year-old Shelburne Falls resident Rhonda Thompson as she was walking on Route 2 on June 8th. Toomey has been released on $10,000 bail pending his next court appearance on March 9th. What time uh, of day was this accident, do we know? I believe it was early in the morning, from what I can recall. In the dark? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Union Pacific Railroad and its labor unions are suing each other to determine whether the railroad has the authority to require its employees to get vaccinated against the coronavirus. They're suing each other. Suing each other. The unions uh, argue that the Omaha-Nebraska-based uh, railroad should have negotiated with them before announcing it re- would require all employees to get the shots. The railroad contends it's in its own lawsuit that it believes it has the authority to require the vaccine under its existing contracts because it can set standards for when employees are fit for duty. <sighs> Union Pacific announced its mandate requiring all employees to be vaccinated by December 8th earlier this month. I, I don't understand these these workplaces who insist that uh, the vaccination is a collective bargaining issue. A big radio group, Cumulus, had that problem this week and fired a bunch of its employees because of it. Yeah. I just it doesn't it just doesn't seem like a legitimate collective bargaining thing because it's that's supposed to be about the change of work conditions and I and, and I know they have their arguments I, you know anyone who would agree with them would simply say to me right now well this is why but I, I just I don't see it as being a negotiable issue well plus in, in broadcasting you have the ability to broadcast from home using remote equipment so that's you- uh, that's a <laughs> misconception from what I understand yeah what are there, you talking about depends on which zip code you're in yeah we don't have that kind of technology <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what's some what would you take a time machine to the future to get yeah, that yeah, technology well, must have yeah. <laughs> I told you my my brother is uh, into he's like one of these anti-vax people. Yeah, he's it's weird how you watch somebody transition to like all of these things. That somebody never, that you knew that you know very well that was never outspoken about really right. anything. Right, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I'm not getting that vaccine as mm-hmm. he's you know drinking a beer and bourbon and mm-hmm. uh, you know smoking I'm not putting a that dangerous I'm not stuff in my body. These toxic chemicals <laughs> yeah. into my body. Who knows what's in that damn thing? Yeah, I got yeah. a I got a brother who uh, became a a trumper, and yeah. uh, I really I I don't even I don't even know what to say to him anymore. It's it's really hard yeah. to have a conversation with somebody because, you know, it, it, it's just focusing on the vaccine part. Uh-huh. You know, he's like, well, yeah, they're they're probably going to require it for his employment. He's he works for the railroad too, and he goes, and that'll be the day that I don't work there anymore. Yeah. And I said, that's an interesting hill to die on, my friend. Mm-hmm. Like like you're going to just give up. Well. 30-some-odd years of building the pension and all this other stuff. Almost like that uh, Washington State football, football coach, right? Up. Yeah, $3 million a year. Yep. Guy walks away from it because he doesn't want to take the vaccine. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't have principles that out that outweigh You should have just stopped money. right there. <laughs> yeah. that I don't have principles. I don't. I don't have principles that outweigh money. Yeah, you need to make a living, for Christ's sake. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. San Francisco police say a man who fell to his death from the upper level of a basketball arena is believed to have leapt from an elevated area of the arena, causing his death. Mm. Officer uh, Grace uh, Gapaton said in a statement Tuesday that the 47-year-old man did not appear to come into contact with any person or barrier 
the American jam band Fish was performing at Chase Center Sunday when the incident happened shortly before 9 p.m. That explains it. I was going to say, haven't hundreds of people gone to Fish shows that wanted to kill themselves? (laughs) A second man (laughs) fell from the stands about 45 (laughs) minutes later, causing injuries to him and another man he fell on. Police have not provided any details. Is that the same show? Same show. 45 minutes later in the same place. Being a Fish fan, it's a pre-existing condition, I think, being a Fish fan. Jeez. This this fish concert is my nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is. Uh, oh boy! I mean, and still you paid. You probably paid a lot of money for those tickets. What is that? Isn't that one of those shows where you kind of just see if anybody's got tickets outside of the venue? Oh, like a dead show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure, but God. You know, you made that joke, though. I was going to sort of do that with this one. They, the Mass Live has this thing about Boston police and Emerson College asking people to avoid area in South End warning of armed person with unknown intent. Could it be Emerson College promising you that you'll get a job in a radio broadcasting at some point and <laughs> might, be successful at it? Might be, but that, they've also taken someone into custody already now. Yeah, see, I, I don't understand why they don't. Like, they just use a little line when they update those things. They don't... Of saying someone is in custody? Yeah. Yeah, well, because they don't have any details. All they know is that somebody was arrested. Uh, Yeah, but you could reword it a little bit better. I forget. It was like when you brought up the 9-11 thing, I forgot. There was a line in uh, in the Family Guy this Sunday. I forget what the hell Stewie was doing, but he was saying he was going to do something. He said that people will never forget. Just like 9-11 for a few months. <laughs> People do have and have forgotten already. I know, but yeah. the, the family guy just yeah. seems to work in a, a 9-11 joke every now and then. I, to- <laughs> I told you my favorite one on the show was when they went back to the 80s. This was another one of these time machine oh, traveling right, things. Right. And they, they've since removed it from the repeats on at least air television, you know, the on broadcast right. television. Uh, but it was uh, Brian uh, hitting on this girl in a bar, and the guy comes up to him and he goes, Hey, you hitting on my girlfriend? I will kick your ass anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And he goes, All right, how about September 11, 2001 at uh, 8.30 in the morning at the top of the World Trade Center? You got it, man! You remember the uh, the classic toy phone Fisher Price made that looks like a car with a face on it? Yep. Yeah, they came out in 1961, and every kid had one in the 80s and 90s too. The usually chatter telephone, hand me downs. Yes. Uh, well, the newest version just got a major upgrade. It can now make real phone calls. Real calls, but does it still have the the eyes on? Yeah, it looks exactly like it did. Yeah, nothing uh, bad can happen here, right? Fisher Price is selling a new Bluetooth version of it that looks like the classic toy, but pairs with your smartphone, so you or your kids can actually make actual phone calls. It got, uh, it still has the classic rotary dial that spins around. Oh, I love that too. That's going to be hard to teach the kids about. Yeah, Mom, I just called the Philippines. There's somebody on the phone who wants to talk to you. And a man's voice says each digit out loud when you dial. Mm-hmm. One, two, six, three, four. So you can learn all ah, the numbers. They ah, cost ah, they cost sixty dollars, and you can get them at Best uh, Buy. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a retro one for eleven ninety nine, but it's obviously not a real not a real phone. Yeah, they connect uh, the smartphone to uh, via Bluetooth, and the sixty buck price is in honor of the sixty year anniversary of the toy. Ah, how do you like that? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, I suppose. 
I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting one of these things. You know, I I have. I wouldn't get a kid one. I wound up uh, picking up because uh, I collect all kinds of antiques and stuff, mm-hmm. antiques as I, as the French like to call them. Uh, and I have this old telephone mm-hmm. from I don't know. It's probably uh, the seventies, yeah. but it's that old green telephone that was provided by the phone company. Sure. Did. Now, you used to have to rent them from the phone company, the you, phones? I think you leased them. They're, they're like your cable boxes. Because the at the time the electronics were so expensive? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly. Or I, I, I don't know if you just, I just didn't have the option. I love the experiments where they show young kids today a phone like that, an old rotary phone, yeah. and make them try to make a phone call. Yeah. Right. They can't do it. Kids have no idea. Yeah. There was actually a video that yeah. did a couple of years yep. ago with yep. these two teenagers yes. trying to figure out how to use a rotary dial. Yep. Yeah. A couple of idiots. I mean, you know, I, I I get I get the idea that they weren't around during the time, but I mean and and, and I'm speaking, of course, uh, retroactively as someone who, you know, that was the common form of communication back then. But I mean, you have a phone number. There are numbers on that circle. There are finger holes at each one of those numbers. Yep. How would you not figure that if I have this uh, 10-digit number in front of me, perhaps it corresponds Uh, with the holes? You know, you'd be surprised because if you didn't grow up with it, you don't know how to use it. I know, but I'm talking about common sense. I, I understand the not having the knowledge or the experience. But common sense might say to you, all right, well, these numbers all correspond with these holes, maybe, you know, and you wouldn't know maybe to go left or right to push it, but obviously it wouldn't let you go counterclockwise anyway. Right. You'd have to go clockwise. I don't know. But they, I mean, you know, and I joke uh, all the time because my grandmother used to, uh, you know, I'd be like 10 or 11 years old and she'd she'd be wanting to know why the clock was blinking 12 on the VCR Mm -hmm. and she wouldn't know how to set it because she didn't grow up with that kind of technology. And that's a little bit different. I, I, that I understand. I mean, I I can, I'm as someone who is not technologically savvy. Uh, I, I can understand that. And again, you know what? Maybe it's just me talking because I had a whole mm, 20 years of uh, of using rotary dial phones. So I'm speaking, you know, only based on my experience. But I don't know. I thought it was uh, super cool when we got the first touch tone phone. Yeah, I thought that was kind of different as well. My dad bringing one home, it was like a speaker phone. It was yeah. a Uniden. And it was huge, oh, but man. it had these uh, the buttons on it. We were like, wow, you don't have to do that dial thing anymore. Right? Thank God I've saved my finger all that work. You talk about when you had to like lease the phones back in the day, right? You guys were saying that? Mm-hmm. But it may be coming to that with uh, FM, AM, FM radios in cars soon, too. And they're talking about maybe now that uh, auto manufacturers will charge the consumer an upcharge to have the luxury of owning an AM FM radio inside the car be like an additional yeah cuz it's a luxury premium yeah. to add on I I don't know how they managed that nobody got to Steve Jobs um back in the day and said hey listen this phone thing uh you, you need to you need to include the AM FM bands in this for you know whether it's 
FCC reasons or e- EAS reasons, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Well, th- there's a good reason for that is because J- Jobs or Apple or whomever wouldn't have monetized that. The money that would be generated would go directly to radio corporations. So unless there's a specific deal that— Well, but I could still see the FCC regulating it to say, look, this isn't about revenue and this isn't about you making money or the radio stations making money. This is about the ability to uh, get public safety messages out well, that's to, true. to everybody. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 73. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 856 and STP in Rock 102. STP? Yeah. I love that. Uh, put that in my car all the time. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the oil. Uh, keeps it going. Stone Temple Pilots, I believe, is uh, what that stands for. Stone hey, Temple Pennzoil. Look at you paying attention. Huh? Yeah, that's uh, pretty you know good. What? It's the same time every morning. Yeah, that's true. Just before nine o'clock, we usually play one of those, one of those songs the kids are singing. Mm-hmm. That's still twenty years. <laughs> the old. kids. I know. Thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you see the play of the week in the NFL? By the way. <sighs> No, off the field. Off the field. Off the field. Yeah, Jacksonville Jags defensive end Dwayne Smoot helped his wife deliver a daughter. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, huh? <laughs> so it happened. Wasn't that a Dwayne line? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it could be. Yeah. Uh, happened 4 a.m. in the morning and no time. So yeah. he called 911. The paramedics talked him through the process, umbilical cord and all. Yeah. And Problem is, as soon as he got the baby off the umbilical cord, he spiked it. <laughs> he didn't survive. No, he's a defensive end. He's not uh, used to doing that uh, kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, Alani Moon Smoot was born right there in the couple's living room. Yeah? Did yeah. you go to the hospital after that? I, I don't know. Could I couldn't do it. I, I remember when my son was born, I, I got squeamish just while watching the doctor perform the circumcision on my little boy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, please don't miss I've you never know, seen that because I have girls, so I yeah. don't know what that's all about. But man, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Like, to I'd ever... rather not do it for my own child. Do they, uh, do they dump Gatorade over the baby to <laughs> kind of clean it off? They, no, they put the baby in the Gatorade. <laughs> yes, the red Gatorade matching the placenta. Yeah, very was, nice. The thing on Family Guy where they, <laughs> they went to Mexico. Uh, Peter's mother went to Mexico to give birth to him, mm-hmm. and they. They hung her up like a pinata, and they beat her with a stick. And then a guy with a leaf blower came and blew them all up. You know, speaking oh, of leaf right. blowers, we saw a guy on the on the golf course with his own handheld cordless leaf blower really? blowing the leaves away from his putt there. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. He brought it with him in his golf bag? Yes, yeah, right was... next to the four iron in the driver. He's got a, a cordless Ryobi leaf blower. That's, uh, that's, that's fantastic. That's a loser. No, I think it's great. It's uh, 858 at Rock 102. Your home has hidden money in it. A home equity line of credit from Munson Savings Bank lets you use the value 